up, everybody? Welcome to the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. This is episode 294. Uh, this is a very special day um, for three reasons. One, um, this is the last episode of 2022. Uh, this has been a wild year that has lasted both a decade, but also two weeks. We took a pretty lengthy break during the summer, but I think we came back not only stronger, but stronger than ever in the back half um, with our new format, our new four-person squad, which we'll talk about briefly in a moment. Um, and uh, so, because at least now Amanda doesn't have to deal with me all by herself. Bless her heart. Um, and so, this is that, so that's number one. Number two, we're going to talk about our games of the year, which is very exciting. Hard fought in the uh, in the EFG staff Facebook group. Um, and third, Jeff's back. So let's just start about, talk about that. Jeff Walker, the man from the frozen north, is here. Um, you, you used to host uh, the EFG show, which has since um, been canceled because you had a baby. I had, well, my wife had a baby. Let's. Okay, that's true. That's true. Let's make true. sure. I mean, listen. I, I mean, uh, that's how I understand it to work. But I don't know if things are different out there. Yes, uh, I am back from, I guess, the EFG Michigan office. Uh, yeah, well, well, welcome back. And, you know, I, I just want to say um, we gave him an entire year off uh, at his at yeah, I do, benefits. Yeah, I do want to say EFG does give the best paternity leave I've ever received, a full year off at my full pay. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> In fact, they doubled it. I mean, we thought, we, we, you know, I mean, listen... There's nothing that I wouldn't do for my people. So welcome back, Jeff. Um, And so Jeff is joining us today. um, And speaking of us, let's talk about uh, one of my very best friends in the whole wide world, Amanda Farrow, the princess of power. Amanda, how are you? It's podcast week, baby. I'm great. It is podcast week. um, And it is very exciting. Joining me also is the man behind the curtain, John Tomlinson. John, how are you, my friend? I corrected someone in Star Wars about Star Wars last week, so oh, I'm doing listen, fine. You're doing great. Listen, that's some that is some nerd level stuff. Speaking of nerd level stuff, Linda Robel, the Mistress of Magnificence, otherwise known as Mom, joining us. Um, <laughs> Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Um, so this has been so this has been a wild year, 2022. Um, would you guys? When I said at the top of the show that this was like a year that was like a decade long, but also two weeks. No one nodded, but like this really has been a really bizarre year, right? I'm not alone. No, it definitely was definitely a crazy year. Jeff, you basically have... didn't sleep through all of it. So like, I don't know what's, how, how have you been? Yeah, I, this, well, yeah. Going, <laughs> one year, can't believe one year ago, I had a new baby and still trying to catch up on my sleep. She's finally sleeping through the night, but I also had to go through, I've been keeping a running tab of all the games I've beaten on my Twitter, and I had to go through to remind myself what came out this year that I've actually played. All right. Well, I mean, listen, sleep deprivation will do that to you. You also host another podcast. So let's talk about that for a minute. So you host the Pokemon Snapshot, and you're on episode what now? It's got to be, it's something huge, right? Yeah, so I recorded the Pokemon Snapshot with one of my best friends, Josh. We are chronologically reviewing the Pokemon anime. 
Ash finally made it to the Pokemon League. We are on episode. We just recorded episode eighty, and if you go in back and listen to our most recent episode, we actually had um, the creator of PokeFinance.com on. His name's Anthony Walsh, and he lives in Abu Dhabi, and he is a personal finance advisor, and he relates everything back to Pokemon. That's pretty That's really cool. Wow. That's really interesting. I wonder if he, that works. He was the only person that could ever explain cryptocurrencies to me in, a, in language I understood by using Pokemon analogies. Now I gotta listen, because I certainly don't understand cryptocurrency. Um, um, no, he, he was great. Um, our first guest that was not the original host was not one of the original hosts and learned so much from him. That's awesome. Super excited to see and hear about that. So the big topic of the day is our video game board game games of the year. This is a, a big deal. Um, everybody puts their stuff out around this time. I think we're jumping the gun a little bit. I think a lot, you know, the game awards were last week, but most other outlets are coming in the next week or so. But I'm just, I'm just, you know, we're, we're gunning for it because we take the last couple weeks of the year off so we can enjoy the time with our family. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do, we're going to do the, um, board games first, get them out of the way because there are less of them. It's true. Um, and I'm not, it's it really, it's because That's there hilarious. are less of them. Um, and, um, <coughs> because we did something a little bit different this year with the video games. Um, and we'll explain that in a moment. Um, but before that, we do have one piece of very important breaking news. Um, guys, did you know Amanda wrote a book? What? what? She did? I did? Amanda wrote a book. Um, so for those of you that do not know and haven't listened to our show, um, Amanda wrote a book called uh, Digital Playgrounds, Our Kids and Video Games. And it was written in partnership with another great friend of the engaged family gaming podcast dr rachel coward and um my bestie as it were and um it's a cool book we'll put a link in the show notes and it's breaking news every week and will remain so until her next book comes out at which which will we'll probably have, be march i think which at which point we'll have a different link and we'll just keep doing that it's just that's just going to be a bit everybody so i hope you're ready because it's not gonna stop um, Phil, the books are done. Can't stop, won't stop. You know what? And then maybe, by, maybe then I'll have written a book. Who the heck knows? This listen, the world is wild right now. Um, so and and there are no cops. I can do whatever I want. So anyway, no cops, um, no cops. So um, all right. So Linda, let's take a moment. Sure. Let's talk about board games this year. This year was a little bit better than previous years. Um, we played we more stuff that was interesting to us came out. We had some really great experiences. Um, but I want to, so what we did, you and I, and we collaborated on this and rather than picking one game that we think is like just emblematic of the perfect game of the year, we decided to choose three and we're going to do that moving forward. Um, so we're going to give them like a name. We're going to give them like a little sticker so we can send them to the developers so we'll give them the graphic file. So if they want to put it on the box, they are welcome to do so. Um, you know, because they, they do that. Dice Tower has their Dice Tower Awards. We're going to do ours. We just don't know the name yet. But we're going we're gonna to do three. And so we have three. And then we have one that just missed it. Um, and so we have a couple of those in the video game space, too. So, Linda, why don't you let's start with that. What okay. is our game that just missed the podium? For All right. Let me grab it. It's right next to me. 
So our one that, you know, we're, you know, maybe an honorable mention, shall we say, um, is Chunky Donkey. So Chunky Donkey, we picked this one partly because it is a party style game, which is not, we try to do something like different than party style, though we have had uh, a game of the year before that was party style recently. Um, but we really enjoy it. It's a fun, light family game. It got our family laughing hysterically every time we've played it. And so with a name we, like Chonky Donkey, I mean, how could you not? Yep. How can you not? And with the premise of you cannot laugh or smile when you are reading the cards as the judge. Oh, no. I mean, that. It, oh, I would die. That'd be it for me. I don't think this game is playable by you or I, Amanda. Like, this is one of those we just would lose immediately. Oh, we'd lose it. That's no, it. It's we'd not even that you so would lose horribly. it. Here's the best thing. You could play it because when it is your turn to read the cards as the judge, all it is is the first card you read where you laugh, that person gets the point. That's it. When people laugh with your cards, you get the point. So you still could play, even if you laugh hysterically every it just, time. It, it just means we'd have to shuffle up those cards real, real quick. Like, real well. Real yeah. well. We got Mega Mam in the Mega Mega Mam Mega Mom in the chat, uh, saying her whole family would lose every time. She might be able to deadpan for a minute. That's it. I'm gonna be honest with you, Mega Mom. I think you could do it. I think it would be painful on the inside, but I think you could. Like, I think you're a good enough actor that you could role play your way through it and just push. You're um, good enough, smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like you. Oh, of course. Also, if there's only like four responses to read out, I think she could just power through it. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, I, be- I believe in Mega Mom. I do not believe in me. Um, <laughs> I don't think I could do I could not because I would just, it, I love stupid crap like this. Um, so I'm going to talk about one of the games that is our game of the year are one of our games of the year, and that is Flamecraft by Cardboard Alchemy. Flamecraft by Cardboard Alchemy, which I can get. Hold on. I didn't know we were It's worth going to get because that... it is gorgeous. You open the box? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, we posted the... We oh, posted that's right, you did. I'm sorry, it's been a... nice a... little montage over on the Instagram, but this is Flamecraft oh, nice. it's by gorgeous. Cardboard Ooh. Alchemy. Okay, so here's so the gorgeous. thing about Flamecraft. Number one, and this is what's really interesting, this is a Kickstarter that we really didn't talk a lot about um, when it was on Kickstarter. I, you know, I backed this and I supported it because, um, you know, this is, um, the the team behind this, Max Brooks and, uh, you know, everybody over, Peter Vaughn, everybody over at Cardboard Alchemy, huge fans of them. Um, And so I knew I was going to support it. I wasn't sure that this was going to be like, you know, perfect for us because I hadn't played it. I hadn't really seen it. Um, and so I backed it at, to support them, knowing that I'd eventually get the game. And a lot of people in my life and adjacent to it also backed this game. So I'm in the Facebook group and, you know, like your friends, um, mm-hmm. bought it and, you know, a whole, several different LARP people bought it that I didn't realize. So Flamecraft is, uh, it's a world where basically dragons are Pokemon and, they help crafters do stuff. So there's like a bread Pokemon or there's a bread dragon and a kebab dragon and stuff like that. And the idea is you're walking around trying to build your reputation by working with monsters and crafters to do cool stuff. Um, the materials are absolutely gorgeous. It has this awesome mat. Uh, this is the deluxe edition. Um, the, the dragon meeples, like the little dragon meeples, have like these awesome little smiles on their faces. And every, everything Aww. is just happy and wholesome. Um, I love if, that. If so I could sweet. say that a board game was cozy, Amanda, I know we 
we're going to be talking a whole lot about trying to define what a cozy mm-hmm. game is as we get into uh, our next EFGCon content sprint. This is a cozy board game. Ooh. Ooh. Title, I love cozy. We do know we do know you love cozy. That's like your favorite genre. So that's, that's true. Back. Actually, lots of genres are my favorite genre. I'm just a perpetual hype machine. I know. Well, I mean, we're unmitigated hype monsters here. That's how that works. So, um, okay. Uh, man, uh, not Manda, Linda. What are the, uh, what are, what's the, uh, what's the next one? All right. Next one is planted. And this is the target exclusive that we talked about on that is on the gift, holiday gift guide. And so this one is you are collecting house plants and it is a card drafting game. Oh, yes. right. This one. Yes. This one, by the way, every plant card is unique. Every plant card. I'm blown away by that. Just the fact that every plant card is unique. Um, So with this game, you start out with one beginner plant. And I love some of them are like the snake plant that like everybody, their mom or their grandmother has one. Uh, There's a spider plant is one of them. There's, There's a couple other ones. But like they're plants that people often keep. And there's some more exotic ones. So it is card drafting though. So you have your beginner plant at the beginning of every round, which by the way, played over four rounds. You draw eight cards. Uh, some are resource cards, some are tool and decoration cards. And what you are doing is you are then drafting and passing. Now, what I really love that they did, this is intended to be a beginner entry-level game. So Ooh. the labeling on the nursery board or your personal player boards, they did a phenomenal job of making this perfect for a beginner. Because where you put one kind of card, it's labeled. Where you put the other kind of card, it's labeled. They want you to pass clockwise for the odd rounds and counterclockwise the even rounds. That's written on the board. Like it's right in front of you. So you don't have to keep going back to the rule book for many of these details. It's literally right in front of you. It tells you how many cards you're drawing each round. Like it, it, but they do it in a way that it is not overly busy and it blends right in. So the mm. artwork and the, mm. the desi- graphic design on this, like top notch. The components on it are beautiful, and the price point, full price, $30. That's it? That's it. That is full price. And you know Target runs board game sales all the time. Right now, it's buy one, get one half off. Exactly. So I've got this on one of those. I think it was a buy one, get one, or buy two, get one. Or They do deals all the time. I've never been so excited to get a game about plants now. Plants. So I play this. I need this game. It's fantastic. And... It was one of those, we, it, the playtime is supposed to be like 20 to 30 minutes because I was learning it with my boys. It probably took us 45, maybe 60 minutes only because it was going through all the rules with them because we were all beginners. It was setting everything up. It was getting through that round. But it was, this was absolutely a one round teacher. We did our first round and went, oh, and then the next three rounds just zipped. I love that. So, and- this is a sign of a good game about houseplants. The 10-year-old and the 14-year-old are like, we need to play this again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, what is that? To, a game about prop feeding and caring for houseplants. Yeah. We, um, <laughs> Mega Mom in the so, chat. Well, holy geez. Uh, Mega Mom <laughs> is in the chat saying uh, that they got this game as a gift for a family member. And they are very excited. So... Uh, there's yeah. validation. You made a good call. Listen, uh, from the moment that game was announced, 
uh, we knew it was going to be a winner. And as soon as it was brought to the table, it was confirmed. I'm going to bring the last one. I can't find the box, and I'm really upset with myself. I don't know where we put it, but it's Boop. Okay. Oh, Boop. I know. Boop. Okay, everybody. So here's what Boop is. Um, Boop is an abstract strategy game about cats and kittens wrestling on a bed. <laughs> Hear me out. I love this Basically, So the best part is the, the whole game board is you take the box out and you flip it upside down and the game board itself is a quilt. So it's like literally a cloth bedspread with squares. And you take turns putting kittens on the bed. But if you, when you put a kitten down, all of the kittens that are adjacent to it, both orthogonally and diagonally, get pushed back. Potentially even off the bed, unless there is another cat in the way behind it, kind of like blocking it. And the idea is you want huh. to put three kittens in a row, and then you can return those to your game board, and then you get a, ca a cat, which cannot be booped by kittens, can only be booped by cats. So the winner is the person that has three cats in a row. So this is deceptively um, strategic. That sounds very thinky. It is very thinky, very puzzly, very strategic. But at the same, but it's also incredibly easy to teach, um, and visually, there is nothing like it. I say that as the guy that's the one box that I did not bring to the table, which I feel like a moron. But we'll deal with that next time. Um, this is currently not going to be for sale anywhere. Um, it sold out lightning fast online. It sold out lightning fast at Pax Unplugged this past weekend. Um, but I do have it on good authority by nature of the fact that I am Facebook friends with the designer that they will have more copies in March. And let me tell you, when they have more copies in March, by then we will have a review ready. We will have all sorts of stuff ready. We will be singing the praises of this game. I, Boop will be one of our EFG essentials um, as soon as it's commercially available. Because uh, that's Linda's the manager of board games. She has made it very clear. If you're not, if, if it's not available, we're not going to call it. Let's not take it. Um, nope. and that's, we do the same thing with video games, but it's different for us. We cheat by nature of the fact that everything's digital. Um, so it's that's not cheating. Cool. It's just the format. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, it was a lower I know. but I get it. It's different for us. So those are our, those are our board games. I think it's a really good squad. Chonky Donkey just barely made the list. Let me tell you, Game Right did send that to us. Um, and of the four, that's the only one that was actually sent to us. Um, we love Game Right, but honestly, just even the name of that game, I knew that this was going to be a hit. Um, and I knew uh, Linda's youngest was going to love it the most, um, which is why as soon as I had it, within like days, I brought it to their campground. Um, it's true. Like, Linda and he couldn't this. stop laughing. Absolutely not. He so could those not are stop video, laughing. Those are our board games. Um, mm -hmm. You know, This will exist in article form. There may be another. We, we might have forgotten a couple honorable mentions. We'll throw those in there later if we need to. Um yeah, I like it. I think it's a pretty good representation of the stuff that we liked. Um, well thought out. And uh, Flamecraft and Planted are still available. Um, Flamecraft, can't get the deluxe edition, but you can get the regular one. Um, and I think it's going to be a Target, too, because Target's basically just a friendly local game store now. Hi, Daniel. It's true. Um, Wifey comes in, Wifey goes out. Bye. <laughs> Everybody um, says hi. She says hi, bye. Hi, bye. Go to bed. Um, let's talk about video games here, guys. I love right. video games. So video games? You do? Never What's played a video there. Game? 
They're it's okay. A video game. They're I wrote okay. about video games. Jeff, you think you you like video games a little? Just a little. Just a little. Okay, so we did something different this year, and I think this is something we actually Amanda and I kind of randomly decided this with a lowercase d in the beginning of the year where it's like, you know what, maybe we should just do game of the year a little differently. And then slowly over time, while talking to people, talking to John and Linda and, you know, some of our other contributors, um, we all, it all just kind of coalesced. Um, and then I just made the call. I forget. I think it was like August where I was like, nope, this is absolutely what we're doing. What we're going to do moving forward is we are going to declare a game of the year. And for each category is going to be, Based on the ESRB. So we're going to declare a E, E plus, T, and M game of the year. M, we're listing it because we're all grown-ups, we're all parents, we play games when the kids go to bed, and we end up talking about it every once in a while on the podcast because, obviously, children don't listen to this show. This is parents who share games with their kids. So we're giving everybody a little bit of a moment. So the M thing is on there. We used to call it the game for the grown-ups. Honestly, just calling it our M-rated game of the year is much better uh, uh, SEO. So uh, we're going to roll with that. Um, so um, let's start with E. We're just going to start at the bottom. Um, Amanda. Yo. Tell us about our our game of the year in the E for everyone uh, ESRB category. So this one, John and I, we were in, we were in lockstep on this. We were in lockstep. We're like, listen, what about Disney Dreamlight Valley, y'all? And before anybody yeah. gets, you know, gets really excited about it and they're just like, Manda, it's an early access game. You're right. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because Disney Dreamlight Valley feels like a full experience. There are a lot of like um, early access games that feel kind of in flux right like that's the point of early access it's to get money i don't want to put my business hat on right now i no i i, I started the thought and i'm like you know what not today no. not today we're not putting that on today you can listen Podcasting to day. if you want that um but for real it's uh it feels like a full game because it is yeah. full game so Disney Dreamlight Valley, for those that have not listened to me and John, quite frankly, yell about this game pretty much endlessly. It is a Disney fan's absolute delight. It is, you get your, you get to make your avatar, you get to have a house, you know, it's like Animal Crossing and you go out and you collect all of your favorite, all of your favorite characters from all these incredible movies and, and properties and you have adventures with them. And you build stuff. And you make it pretty. And it's, yeah, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Seriously, I love this game so much. John, you love this game too. So I haven't played much of this game. But Season of the Sea Witch has That's played right. so much of this game. So much of this game. And, and so is Steven. But, like, the the whole thing is, it just... They learned from all the mistakes, not the mistakes, but it learned from the evolution of Animal Crossing. Yes. And then just took that and said, what, what if we what if we had all the Disney licenses? And what if we just like pulled things that you don't even care about anymore? Like there's no like other Wally like verse. So like let's pull in Wally. Wally. Yeah, let's, Wally's great. 
let's make Scar a character in, in the new expansion. Like, all this kind of stuff where it's just, like, pulling these people out because Disney just has the never-ending well. They like, do. That's true. And two Disney years down the line, we're going ha- we're gonna to have Marvel and DC. Not Marvel and DC. Marvel and Star Wars. It's going to happen eventually. Like, did... You know, with Maybe the CEO changing and everything, but, but like, it's going to yeah, be a while. It's going to be a minute. Disney doesn't well, make their own video games, just to be clear. This yeah. is a game loft game. It is a licensed game. Disney is shrewd about licensing, though. So they don't work with just anybody. And Game yeah. Loft absolutely killed it. And they yeah. are getting nominated for awards left, right, and center, which is absolutely what they deserve. Well so- deserved. What's so wild about it is the roller coaster of emotion that I went through as this game. Like a okay. face journey. Okay, so first it was announced. And I didn't know anything except the logo and the, the elevator pitch. Disney Star uh, like literally Disney Stardew Valley, Disney Animal Crossing. Great. Then I saw Game Loft and I went, ooh. Because the problem with Game Loft historically speaking, they got they cut their teeth making iPad games, and they weren't great. But they were low-budget. The racing new, game was, was with the that's exception for sure. Of yeah, racing yeah. Games, with the exception yep. of racing, which honestly, racing, I, I think the more I've thought about this, racing is remarkably well-suited for mobile, whereas other game genres don't. I think, like, they're... This is that thing that we're all slowly figuring out. And it's like racing really works on mobile. Um, it really uh, does. And they they executed. But like they made a bunch of other, you know, platformers or other like movie and Netflix show tie-ins. It just wasn't great. So then I, I had my doubts. And then we saw previews. Everybody went hands-on. And then we saw IGN and Watch Good Games and GameSpot and a bunch of other YouTubers come in. And I was like, oh, oh, this looks it's amazing. Business. It looked like the business. Yeah. And and then I was like, okay. now And then I found out it was on Game Pass. And I was like, well, yeah, I have no excuse. So then I played it. And you know what? It is every bit. It is. It, well, I mean, it's every bit as good enough to be our E our E game of the year. Um, and how about this? Um, it's competition was not small. Pokemon Legends Arceus, Pokemon Violet and Scarlet, which admittedly had their problems, but from a kid's perspective was... Arceus? Really oh my Pokemon. gosh. Like, so, th- so Arceus. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. among other things, I mean, and also it beat out... I mean, think about all the other sports, and it didn't have to deal with a Forza game this year, which is which does help. That's big. Does, this was a lighter year because yeah. it didn't have to deal with Forza Horizons. Grand, the Gran Turismo was great, but it wasn't, you know, so from yeah. a... It's not the same the, thing as an arcade, as an arcade this racer. Was the right, this was the right year for this game to come out for this purpose, um, and they execute it. And this is one of those things that we're going to be talking about this game next year in the news. Yeah, we are. And in things yeah, like we that, are. when they do expansions, etc. So, huge fan of that. Um, so that is it. Our E game of the year is Disney Dreamlight Valley. Um, I'll talk about our uh, E10 Plus game of the year, and that is Kirby and the Forbidden Land. How about that Kirby game? Or Forgotten Land, my bad, Forgotten Land. I got Forbidden on the Mind because of another game that we'll talk about in a minute. Jeff, 
how crazy is that this Kirby game was just so darn good? I never expected this Kirby game to be so good. I I haven't enjoyed playing a Kirby game probably since the Epic Yarn on the Wii. Which was a long time ago, by the way, y'all. <laughs> it was the first game I actually sat down with my daughter and played. Love and she it. loved it. And unfortunately, we did not get to finish it with her because it got left on a plane. But we don't need to talk about that. <sighs> That's all right. That's all right. Nintendo, hook them up. But, no, it it had no right being this good, especially after the other game, Kirby game on the Switch. Kirby Star Allies was not great. It really yeah. wasn't. It was fine, but you're right. This was, this was, when they said that they were making a 3D Kirby game, I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be a hot mess. And uh, because I just didn't feel like, to me, Kirby is a side-scrolling game. Um, I didn't think that the move to 3D was going to work for it. And you know what? I was wrong. I had no problem with the 3D. I also, can I just say the most fun I've ever had playing as a traffic cone? <laughs> I mean, listen. That's true. The, the traffic cone, I mean, I, I, I love the, the big mouth mode, stupid crap. That was so great. Um, so, yeah, I, I this is, the, I have... I hope that they do like a sequel or DLC or something. Cause I just want more 3d Kirby. I hope I know we're getting next year. We're getting a re a, a, a re-release of the Wii Kirby game. Um, and I know that that's really just because it was a Wii game and there's no point not, there's no point. kind of a remaster of a remake. Yeah, it is kind of a remaster. The, of a remake. So, the Wii fine. is based off of the original. Yeah, but that's great. On that's NES. Uh, do it. Nintendo has proven that they can make a DX version of anything and people will buy it. And so by all means, get that bag. But I hope that it is not a symbol that they're going to return back to solely making 2D games. Maybe we'll, maybe it'll be like a Mario thing where we, where we kind of go back and forth. Right. Um, so, but yeah, so that's Kirby and the Forgotten Land, uh, which is uh, our E10 plus game of the year. Um, now, Chef, it's you and me again for our T-rated game of the year. Um, and this is a th- this was a big one. I mean, this has been a, this should not really come as any surprise, and that's really uh-uh. it's really not. Manda listened to me shouting about this game for like a month and a half. Um, it's Horizon in the Forbidden West. <gasps> Horizon Forbidden West, big Talking. surprise. Everybody, oh my god! It's, listen, Horizon, Horizon. Horizon gets a rough deal in that every time it comes out, it gets shoved up against a juggernaut. Because think about it. The first time it came out, it came out a month before Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, otherwise known as the best video game Nintendo has ever made. Full stop. Right? Um, and um, that's my opinion. I know that's not that's not official company policy. That's my opinion. Um, but Company policy. But like... Teehee. I mean, He's I not wrong. I, mean, I, could, I could put it in the bylaws. I could. I could. Why not? Right? There's no cops. Um. So. Um. But the. But I won't. I won't because that's disrespectful. Um. But like, it. Either way, like it came out like a week. It was. It actually didn't. It actually came out the same day as. Um. Or not the same day. Like a week before Breath of the Wild. And so that meant that the whole year they were getting compared. And this year it wasn't about comparisons. It was just about unfair competition because it came out. And then, not very long afterward, this little game called Elden Ring came out. 
And then that sucked all the oxygen out of the room. And then we had God of War Ragnarok come out, which one of the best games ever made. I mean, this is just a wild situation. So I feel bad for Horizon, but it absolutely earned its place as our T-rated game of the year. Um, Aloy, still one of the best protagonists in gaming that I have played. She fights robot dinosaurs with a bow and arrow. And this time it wasn't even just all dinosaurs. There was some cool stuff in this game. Jeff, you you, you played through this, and you loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I played it. I beat it. But just like you said, God of I'm playing God of War right now, and I honestly can't remember anything about Horizon because... Because you're a traitor. That's why. And I'm a traitor. So traitor. the problem with Horizon, like, I played through the first one. I beat it in four days, borrowed it from you. Great. Amazing. And I borrowed the second one from a friend earlier this year, about three weeks after it came out. She was pretty far along, but wanted to take a little bit of a break. There's so much to do. Like... Almost too much to do, and that's why I fell off. But now, now, now it's the end of the year. I have time now. I got the next. I got. I got like Friday through next Wednesday off. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna finish this game. So look, it got backlogged. I will. I will not. I mean, and you know what? Lots of things are gonna get backlogged next year. I mean, when we come back in the new year, we're going to talk about all the insane things that are coming out next year because next year just got bananas. Um, Thank you, Game Awards. So um, lots of things are going to get backlogged. And backlogging happens. But for me, it really came down to um, Horizon delivered a really cool post-apocalyptic story that was also... Then real quickly, though, you don't have a backlog if you just call it a collection. (laughs) Oh, I like that thinking. That's good. It's I not like my backlog. That. That's my collection. You know, you know, there you gonna, go. We're actually gonna. I'm, we're gonna make that an image quote and um and share. I that. love that. That'll go, that'll go viral. Um, go on the back of the box. It's not. Listen. It's not a. It's That's going into Canva. It's gonna go on a T-shirt. It's gonna go on a T-shirt. Oh man, we should put it on a T-shirt. So I um, kept the technology. Thank you, Linda. Um. So anyway. Um. I don't think that you have the technology to keep up with the demand for what that shirt would be. Um, That's really true, but I can make it for this team. Yeah, I know. We have to, so anyway, um, it is. Uh, I mean, man, so many robot dinosaurs went down as a result of this. Cool post-apocalyptic story, cool weapons, um, really interesting narrative. It took some interesting twists that did cool stuff, mm-hmm. um, and then neat little you know equipment twist towards the end that I still don't want to spoil. Um, I God, I love this game. I can't wait for the next I- one. I will say the visuals are beautiful. Um, my favorite parts was just seeing parts of, you know, our world in this post-apocalyptic verse without spoiling too much when you see what Las Vegas has become. Oh, man. That, that was my Vegas. favorite. Well, and, and that's that's my favorite the, thing. I, absolutely. The, the, that is one of the things that I really do like about Horizon is that it is so far into the future that it kind of distorts our world enough that it is... You know, it's a puzzle to try and figure out where you are. And they really are referencing real places a lot of the times. And so I thought that was super interesting. It's not like The Last of Us, where you know exactly where you are at all times, because it's not that far. It's just, you know, plant life is there. Right. Um, you know, go to minimize The Last of Us. It's not 
you know, they're not rewriting the landscape. They're just drawing over it. Whereas here, it's a very different place. Watching the DLC announcement last Thursday on the Game Awards with the Hollywood sign that was like barely hanging on by a thread. Um, I thought that was rad. Um, that was very cool. So, um, and what, man, that was unfortunate what happened to it at the end of it, I guess. But so anyway, T Game of the Year, Horizon Forbidden West. I, listen, the Horizon series is going to be on our essentials list on the PlayStation forever. Um, I strongly recommend it. It's, it's hard to get a cool open world action game that isn't Headshot Central. And Horizon fits that bill. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with the third one if they, you know, get more violent or something like that. But so far, knock on wood, staying at the T rating and I'm really happy with it. Um, at this point, I'm sure that's by design. Um, so, all right, let's go to the M rated game. And I think um, the uh, so we actually have uh, we have the general team pick, but Amanda, I want you to go because you had waiting for like, this. We were going, and you have like your own like way out of left field super indie game, and that is we're we're calling this um, we're calling this Amanda's pick. Um, yeah, I just wanted to highlight it. This isn't like a game that missed the podium, but this is something Amanda thought was so special that it's her personal game of the year. And I thought we would give it. Some it love. is. It is. It's definitely my personal game of the year. I didn't know what to think of it when I first started it, but um, yeah. So let's talk about how Immortality was robbed at the Game Awards real quick. No, I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. We're not doing that right now. This isn't the venue. This isn't the place for the discourse. No, this is not the place for the discourse. We're not doing that. But they were robs. Um, So let me tell you about Immortality, which is a game that you can play on Xbox Game Pass, by the way. Has anybody in here played Her Story? For about five minutes. Yeah. No. Okay. So y'all are not super familiar with Sam Barlow and what he does in his games. All right. So no, 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 no. That is totally fine. That's totally fine. This is actually his studio's third game. Immortality, unlike her story, and can't I remember the name of the second game? Mikey, hey, what was the name of uh, Telling Lies? That's what it was. Those are typey games. Those are games you got to type things in. This is a game where you are using clips from movies that were unreleased by a specific actress who has disappeared. And you are piecing together all of this different information through all of these different clips. And it's not just about, you know, you get a bunch of clips and you have to go through them piece by piece. No, you have to unlock them by tapping on things that are interactive within the clip itself. And that zooms you into a completely different clip. And you'll note, as you're going through the clips and you start scrubbing backwards and forwards, there are these really strange things happening in the background. And it is a whole different kind of game once you figure out how to unlock the secret hidden footage. I am not telling you anything more because I will spoil the twist. The twist is the best part. It's so good. And Immortality is a full motion video game. So it's actors that are being filmed. And I mean, like, full motion video is something that Sam Barlow does in all his games. That's what makes them special. It's because they're different, right? Full motion video is really, really difficult to pull off unless you have great actors. And Sam knows how to work with actors. So Immortality is a game that's still sitting with me. 
that I still can't stop thinking about, and I stopped playing it months ago. Immortality is the kind of game where it'll nev- nothing like it will ever exist. It is the most singular experience that you can have playing a video game. And wow. it makes no sense until you start playing it. And then you're hooked. And then you're screwed. <laughs> it genuinely is an excellent game, though. So that is why it is my personal game of the year, let alone, you know, rated M game of the year. It is my game of the year. It had to beat out Pokemon Arceus because that was previously my game of the year, even though it came out in January. Yeah. Right. Well, here's the thing. I just keep, I, regularly, I forgot that Pokemon Legends Arceus was this year. Um, yeah. It was so came out in January. This year, this year has been weird. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, Listen, whenever you mentioned that game, I was like, all right, listen, we can't have this episode without giving you the space to talk about that game because I knew that it was important to you. Um, it means a lot to me. Thank you. So um, so that is Immortality. Um, it's a Steam. It's on Game Pass. It's on it's Game Pass, on, yeah. But it's on Steam also, right? Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. So, and more um, than likely, I'm sure that we'll, we'll find it on tablets because telling lies is on tablets yep. as well mm-hmm. yeah so it's all of sam's to the games, switch eventually all of sam's games are incredible they're all incredible in very different ways but immortality is genuinely his magnum opus with all of them amazing actors and all of the amazing writers that he worked with mm-hmm. um, to make that game come to life and he's the first person that would share credit right this he's is just the, that kind of guy this is definitely our list of almost game pass games like yeah. <laughs> you know if if it wasn't for the two exclusives you know pretty much game pass stuff yeah i'm gonna so, have to re-up my game pass just to play some of these but, mm. yeah mm. All, we also had pentiment this year and that's oh. another one that's just just on the edge of the log i haven't I finished to to. it yet though so i didn't want to put it up for game mm. of the year considering I haven't finished it, I'm like halfway through the game. If you are a history dork, you have yep. to play Pentiment. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. must. Especially well, if you have any enthusiasm about 16th century Bavaria. So which before, apparently I do. Before we spend too much time <laughs> talking about the games that missed the boat, let's talk about the game that got there. Um, yep. And then we can spend the rest of the time talking about the games that were notable to us. Um, our M-rated guy, uh, game of the our M-rated game of the year is God of War Ragnarok. And you yeah. are right, there are there are lots of boats in that game. Yeah. Um there are in fact. There's a lot of boats. Um so God of War Ragnarok, man, listen. If you had told me ten years ago yeah. that a God of War Grant game would make me cry genuinely within the first ten minutes, I would have told you you were a madman. And I might have referred you to the authorities. I would have been very concerned. And um, it happened. 100%. This game, I texted Amanda, actually, as it happened. I was like, Amanda, I haven't even really gotten to play the game yet. And I'm already, like, in tears. Super intense. So gorgeous. You know, like, man, Jeff, you and I have been playing this. I know John played it, too. Linda, did you watch this getting played? 
It is not at our house yet. It will be oh. a gift oh, right. opened right. in a few weeks. That's so right. Shh, right. don't tell um, him. Right. Wow. It's been ordered. I think he's asleep. I know. He's been he's been putting like two three hundred hours into into a different Ragnarok, the Assassin's Creed variety. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yep. So Valhalla. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The uh, Valhalla. Which is so great. fun to even just watch. Yeah. Is, um, is it too much spoilers to tell why you were crying at the beginning? No, oh, we're not talking about it. We're not talking. Okay. About we're not talking about Because I'll cry again. Yeah. <laughs> And it's okay. not even just that. I haven't cracked the game yet, my dears. So, yeah. listen, you, well, here's what's going to happen. You're going to get to that moment, and you're going to be like, oh, man. And, and then, then you're going to text you. Steve, yeah. Gonna, well, here's what you're going to do. You're going to text me and be like, oh, I got to that part. Um, and so, <laughs> but this is a, it's a direct continuation of the first story. Like, like not immediately, but it's, it, it is very clearly just continuing that story. This is the end of the Norse saga. It is so cool. Um, can even absolutely. select a video to show you what happened in the previous game in case you forgot. Which yeah, I, oh, which that's I cool. Played, which was which great, I played, and I loved it because it was it told yeah. me all the little details that I would have forgotten, um, yep. and would have had to remember in the moment. And I probably would have. The I mean, the action is great. It surprised me in ways that I was that it surprised me in ways that I was you know hoping to be surprised, but it delivered on everything I expected from a narrative to a gameplay perspective. Um, I mean, listen, God, I should not care about Kratos. He's supposed to, he used, when he was made, he was just the dude bro dude bro that was just there to like turbo murder dudes and do inappropriate things with women. That was his whole mission. And now he, he is probably one of the best father figures in gaming, period. Also true. Which should not happen. But then again, people are allowed to grow and Kratos has grown and I am worried about him. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's indicative of what happens when you pass off even, you know, previously beloved IP to a brand new team yep. and say, go make something new and different. And then they mm. give us the rebooted version of God of War and they give us a fully fleshed out Kratos yeah. that we can love and root for rather than be like, this guy's a jerk. Yeah. You Before know, because an arcade game. Right, it was like it was. An that's exactly game. what it was. And yes, exactly. Now I care. Yeah. You know, it, it was just a set piece. It was which which god is he going to turn into a flashlight this time? Yeah, and exactly. Now, literally, now, <laughs> literally. And now I like legitimately care about every fight that he has, every encounter he has. I care about the villains. Um, it's just yeah. not supposed to work this way. Uh, but here we are, Jeff. Um, I know you 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 are currently playing through it. Yes, you're I'm most currently of the way playing there. through it. I'm about 25 hours in. Listen, so you're about halfway there. Listen, um, you got you're in for a treat there, buddy. Just plug away. Oh. Get there. I oh. already. <laughs> I don't. I don't do this very often, but yesterday while I was playing, I paused it and I used my PS4, PS5 share just so I could tweet out the picture so I could steal this image and use it as like a background for my phone. Yeah. Like it is I, it's so pretty. So pretty. Allow it. Listen, that's one thing that I really will say about all the games that I played this year. Like I have played the best looking stuff in 2022 between Horizon, which was ridiculous, Gran Turismo 7, which taught me what ray tracing was, um, to God of War, which some of the set pieces are just out of just absolutely out of control. And then some, just the subtle beauty of Elden Ring. Um 
just, just some of the best stuff, man. And I, I mean, even even Kirby was pretty in its own way. Oh, dude, Kirby was Kirby. Kirby was absolutely the right thing. And he, what's crazy is I know next year. Oh man, next year's going to be so crazy. Um, I, I we'll we'll talk about that in January. We'll talk about it in January. We'll You're going to have to future us. Please don't curse us yet. Next year's game of the year. You're going to have to like ask us for our list like three weeks in advance so we can start putting it together. Three months in advance. We're going to have to start working on it. At, well, we, Linda and I have already talked about um, how we're going to handle the we're, we're, how we're going to manage game of the year stuff for board games. We'll probably have to do the exact same thing with video games. We do have several EFG cons next year, so we're just going to have to manage it then. Um, that's what EFG cons are for. Y'all can remote in if you don't want to come visit. Um, so one day I'll be there in person. Oh, I know. Oh, we'd love to ha- host you. I, I I get really jealous whenever Linda posts the menus, and I'm like, please <laughs> send some to Michigan. Um, they don't, don't travel the, well. Sorry. Don't really travel well. So all right. So that's Doesn't travel well for M, that is our M-rated game of the year. Let's just go uh, review the slate one more time. Um, and then we'll talk. Then we'll spend the next couple of minutes. Everybody will go through, and we'll talk about some of our near misses for us. Um, so, E Disney Dreamlight Valley, E Ten Plus Kirby in the Forbidden Land or Forgotten Land, um, T Horizon Forbidden West, M God of War Ragnarok with an asterisk Mandis pick Immortality. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Of if we if someone was gonna pick like a starting five for this year, um. That's a really that's as good of a lineup as you could imagine in any year. Um, so mm-hmm. 2022 game development community, man, like kudos. Can't wait to see what you got. But man, if this is if this is one of the best years I've seen um, as far as like the depth down the category. You know, sometimes the e games get thrown away or you know whatever. This was great. Um, so super happy about that. Let's take a moment, Linda. Did any of these games really resonate with you? I know you don't play a lot of video games, but you watch a lot because you're, you know, I do you're, watch you're a really lot. engaged with your family and with your husband. And, you know, like you'll sit and you'll be great in papers or, you know, having a snack. <laughs> always busy. It. Yeah. Well, you're always right. busy because um, you can't sit still. Um, no, I can't. <laughs> so um, did any of these <laughs> kind of, um, did, did any of these games kind of resonate with you as like your favorite game to watch this year? So of that list, I do have to say that the Horizon Forbidden West, I we sat, he plays so much because he is a completionist. He has a side quest problem. So watching John go through, my John, go through and play so many hours. I don't even know what he ended up logging for it. But what I love with a game like this is I don't see everything. It doesn't, you know, if he has insomnia, he plays, or if he does on his day off, he plays. I'll come in and say, okay. Update me. Give me the summary of what I missed in the story. <laughs> and literally, he would you know, have to pause and then give me the synapse of here's what just happened. Or it might be, oh, I was just side questing, nothing, no new plot developments. Um, he may or may not have made sure I saw some certain, he knew he was coming to some of the end of the story, major um, cutscenes, and would make sure he would call me in to watch them. So the level of engagement that I was able to have just as a bystander was top notch. And the, I'm invested. I want the third one to come out as someone that just watches the story. So I think that speaks volumes that, yeah, 
Um, there's a couple games he's played where I I want to I want to see the next game because they do such a great job of telling the story. I tell you what, God of War Ragnarok is going to do the exact same thing. God of mm-hmm. War Ragnarok, you're gonna you're gonna watch it. He's gonna. The good news about God of War is that the story is not convoluted, right? Like we're not talking Kingdom Hearts here. Like at the end of the right. day, the story, the motivations, the actual moment to moment actions that they're taking are relatively straightforward. Um, and that's one of the things that I really like about it is that it doesn't have to be like this crazy convoluted story in order for it to be entertaining and compelling and engaging. And so when he plays through God of War, you're going to watch that. And mm-hmm. if you miss a piece, the recaps will be very quick and then you'll be able to be right into the action. Um, and part of that is just how personal the story is because it really is dad and his kid doing dad and his kid stuff. It just so happens that they're fighting a pantheon while they do it. So very exciting about that. Let's yes. all go around now. Um, I, can I say something real quick about God of War Ragnarok, though? Of course you can. I'm really disappointed that Kratos has already killed all the Greek gods because I want this type of God of War with the Greek mythology. Yeah, mm. you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It would be nice if there were if we could go back. But, you know, he's, he's going to go somewhere next. <laughs> um, we're, I mean, clearly they are not done. Um and um, who's gonna tell? Uh, who's gonna tell the actor that does the voice for Kratos? No, I'm not. Chris Judge. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah Chris no. Judge. We already team. tried that. Yeah, they couldn't even get him to leave the Game Awards. You know stage I wasn't mad tried. about it. Oh, really? I, was, <laughs> I wasn't mad about it. It was amazing. <laughs> they, played the, they played the music, and he just kept talking. Well, Love it. You, gonna, you don't play Chris Judge off. Okay, you know what? So yeah. I had a so I had a, an emotional roller coaster with that too, and. I realized after a few seconds that I that I thought it was too long because I was comparing it to the Oscars, the Grammys, the Emmys, etc. And then I was like, you know what? I, I was explaining to I was watching it with my wife and you know uh, my middle son Jake, and he was talking. He's like, why are you talking about what does playing him off mean? Because I was like, oh, they're going to play him off soon. Because I just assumed they were going to, and then they didn't. And I think it was a, a battle with my own expectations. I was like, oh, well, if you can play off, you know, like, you know, like, think about the people that the, the famous actors, think, like, if you can play off Anthony Hopkins at the Oscars, you can play off Chris Judge. But then I was like, you know what? They're not going, they stopped. And I was like, wow, this is awkward. And then I was like, you know what? It's only awkward because I'm making it that way. Because, I mean, yep. at the end of the day, <laughs> I was expecting them to play him off and they weren't. And that made it weird. But his story was cool and personal and also, you? the amazingness of his not giving any craps about what they had yeah. to say because he was going to take his moment and celebrate the, the, his friends and the people that he worked with to bring that life uh, role to life. But it was kind of funny when they put it when they uh, <laughs> when they when they apparently from some of the, the from some tweets that I read they actually put wrap it up please on some of the screens uh, for the teleprompters trying to get him to stop and he just ignored them. But- um, the the man the man earned it. The man earned it. Like the, he's been one of the hardest working actors on TV, and finally he got his place to shine, and he took that. You know, I I will say though, you have not seen a long acceptance speech until you've watched Hillbilly Jim get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Okay. Oh, right. well, that's, R- that's rumors different. are he is rumors are he is still on stage talking to yeah. this day. <laughs> 
Okay, admittedly, the, the, yeah, that was a that was a long one. But anyway, so <laughs> that's a that's a deep deep cut. Okay, so deep cut, um, yeah. I'm always here okay. for the deep cuts. <laughs> all right, thank you, thank you for that. Um, well, it's been a while since you and I have gotten to talk wrestling. So, um, all right, so uh, let's all take a moment. Let's talk about a game that just that that just missed the podium. Uh, Amanda, do you have one? A game that you're like just missed it. Yeah, you know, what do you think? What's a game that you really think maybe should be on here, but is it, you know, whatever that you want to talk about? Or do you want me, want us to come back to you? Because I have one. Well, I mean, like for me, for at least for E, I mean, Disney Dreamlight Valley was in hot contention with Pokemon Arceus yeah. mm-hmm. for me, because it was it was one of my favorite games of this year. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I loved Arceus. I haven't loved a Pokemon game like that, I think, since X. I think that was the last time I really, really loved a Pokemon game. Yeah. And Arceus just got its claws into me, and they're like, you can't go anywhere. Not even for Elden Ring. <laughs> the, there was something about that gameplay loop that was just so compelling. It that just one more, one more trip. One more trip in. Let me throw some Pokemon balls or Pokeballs. So let me catch some Pokemon. Let me stealth around. Let me ride my horse. Whatever. I wasn't a horse, but whatever. Um, so good. I, I remember you and I talked a lot about Arceus when it came out. And it yep. is great. I mean, absolutely. And I'm that one got so much gameplay at my house. That was a huge hit with our family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you, John? I, you were you were championing a different game. So we got... And, and I, I know I... Uh, you know, I know I... I, I know that I stole your thunder on this one, but tell me, tell me about Marvel Snap, because I mean it's it's still so addicting. I don't know if you saw in the um, in the community chat the the community the other day, but I posted one where I used a Venom card with the um, the land that duplicates everything. Uh, and and then I used uh, was it Ar- Armzola, so it was destroying it, putting it somewhere else, and then destroying it over there and putting it somewhere else, and it just at the end of it, I had one land that had eight ninety six on it, like it was stupid. Yeah, I literally broke the game. It took like three and a half minutes to finish. <laughs> that one move and like it's just a good game yeah. like it's it's the the fact that you could play you know 15 games like you know while you're indisposed and not know anything about the world like it's it's something about that where you just get in and out in and out of every single game it, it, you could just play it all night long yeah. And then you just don't know how much time has passed. It's I am ridiculous. definitely with you on that. I, I don't spend money on mobile games, and I have bought the season passes for Same. all of them. Same. <laughs> and the fact that the season, the battle pass or whatever, is so small that you feel like you're just giving that to the devs rather than being a whale and buying gold and stuff. And just buying the other stuff because you want some cosmetics. You want a different icon. You know, I feel like I'm supporting my devs, and that's exactly what why the game's there. Yeah. Listen, I... And, I, and I, go ahead, Jeff. 
No, I was just saying, once you find a deck that works for you, oh, it's yeah. so fun. Yeah. It took me a while. I finally found out I really like my discard deck. Yeah. Oh, you're one of those guys. Listen, one of those guys. Oh, discard to... decks are fun. Yeah. It's an infinite, yeah. so when Hella comes in and just... <laughs> My and Apocalypse and all that stuff. I don't like, use yeah. Apocalypse. I use Hella and Infinite or Jubilee. Okay. Or Jubilee will just pull Infinite from my deck and they're like, oh, crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, it's all I'm, over. What's crazy about this is you're saying things that I both understand and don't all at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I, I started <laughs> playing uh, Marvel Snap and then I said, oh. I oh, no. Time, I only have enough time for one time sink in my life. Um, and so uh, I'm so I, I can't with this one, although I'm just going to say it. Um, speaking of my time sinks, a game that I I just didn't want to just be that guy to just just use my bully pulpit to shove it into the list. But um, listen, World of Warcraft Dragonflight is it came out a couple of weeks ago. And as I said on the podcast, and I have said in uh, TikToks and things like that, World of Warcraft Dragonflight feels like coming home in all of the right ways. And that feeling has continued. Uh, the new raid opened up today. Um, I, I made my guild cancel raid tonight uh, so that we could, uh, so that I could do my podcast and give people some other time. But um, it is everything that I needed World of Warcraft to be after the last couple of years of some disappointment. Um, and man, I am so thrilled to be back in that world. Um, but also speaking of time sinks and Amanda, you're going to identify with this from with me or with me about this vampire survivor. Mm. Mm. Is it? Let me tell, and now it's on mobile. Mm. Now it's on mobile. Amanda, could you imagine if this game got on mobile first? <laughs> We'd have no. been dead. <laughs> We'd have been dead. <laughs> We'd be dead. Listen, um, I, I don't think that I would have moved. Yeah, from where I was at all. Our arms would be stuck like this. (laughs) Um, So Vampire Survivor is a roguelike where you are collecting characters, moving around a battlefield, and it's an engine builder, Linda. This is why I love Vampire Survivor. Uh Uh You just encapsulated it perfectly. You're collecting Castlevania-themed weapons, more or less, and they all do different stuff. They combo off each other, and there's a little bit of RNG about what you what you see, what you get, etc. Different characters with different powers, and you're quote-unquote adventuring, but really you're just moving through these massive, you know, spaces, and enemies come at you in the thousands. So it's kind of like oh, an engine builder, but it's also a little bit of a Muso game. I know that um, in that, like, the one versus many, many, many times four um out out of control this game is so silly um you know who would absolutely love this game is uh linda uh your youngest son would love just how really and crazy this gets it will you can throw cats you can throw cats cats. (laughs) you can unlock the cat lady and you can throw cats oh goodness Um, this will, I mean, this is going to come to many systems eventually. It's coming to mobile now. So, you know, throw it on your phone, let them play it. This is, it's absolutely way better than it has any right to be. Um, Jeff, you, you actually, the reason that you are on here today, um, cause we've been, you know, I, I, you had suggested talking about a little role-playing game that came out this year for the switch. And I was like, you yes. know what? you got to come on and talk about it. Cause I didn't play it. But Jeff, tell me a little bit about live alive. 
Live alive, live alive. I, I, I still don't know how to pronounce it. Perish it's live alive. Perish Nider says it's live alive, and he was it in is. Japan when it came out. So I'm okay. Be, I, I believe Amanda. Schneider, I, I will, I will trust Perish Schneider. We're, him and I are Facebook friends. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, so so live. It was. Let me try to remember. It. I mean, I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. It. Because they took an SNES RPG and they were able to modernize it to make it more accessible to today. You take, I think it's seven different characters. They each have their own story. They each have their own genre. So you have the Western guy who is having a shootout against the bandits. You have the caveman where your whole story is told with emoticons because cavemen can't talk. Which I think is uh, of course. genius. Uh, and it, you can follow along with the story. There's no talking in that whole section. Uh, you have your medieval guy who, you know, goes to the castle. You have your ninja. And then they have, it's, I think it's called the Near Future, where it's just an anime Gundam game. Which, who doesn't love an anime Gundam game? Yes, but I those... I love me some Gundams. Um, but... And they all like have a, this, the same... Can we add it to the definition list? <laughs> oh, uh, nah, we won't put Gundam on there, but what, Gundams is just, they're big robots, but they're not robots. They're suits. It's complicated. Gotcha. I'll show you a video. It's all good. Like, like Voltron. I got Yeah. Uh, That's Rangers. a good analogy. Uh, I can envision this. Yeah, close enough. I'm just not going to fight it. I'm just not going to fight it. I'll send you a video. No. Okay. The the game was great. I enjoyed my time with it. I will admit, I did not beat it. Other games came out. I when you have kids, you know, mm-hmm. things just kind you of fall to, to the wayside. Yep. Uh, we were uh, John and I were actually talking before we got on because we were both saying we play God of War on easy, and I said I play lots of games on easy nowadays because I have kids. I don't have time to struggle. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents do that. I know a lot of people uh, that do that, including uh, my husband. Uh, Steven, I saw another game that I also want to bring up because we cannot leave out that a new Ninja Turtles game also came out this year. You know what? Here's the thing, man. I, you're right. Teenage Ninja Turtles and Shredder's Revenge. And I did. I I pulled up my Twitter feed of all the games I've beaten this year, and I'm like, oh, that game did come out. Yeah, <sighs> man. You know what? Here's the thing. It is so good. It is so wonderful the soundtrack was it's bananas. nostalgic i will never forget the, the, the my favorite of amanda's expression she's a very expressive woman i am um my favorite probably my favorite amanda face of all time is when i pointed out that the the, the shredder theme was done by uh, ghostface killer from the wu-tang clan and when i pointed that out her reaction was so pure and wonderful um that i will never Forget it. For the I just got really excited, guys. Nothing wrong with that. And all of our audience at that moment was like, wait, we didn't know Steve was a Wu-Tang fan. Because I I don't track as a Wu-Tang fan, but I am. And that was the best right. part of it for me is that I also didn't know that. But then I was like, you too? <laughs> I feel seen. Yes. So the, um, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, so wonderfully good it was nostalgic like i one of my earliest gaming memories was my parents bringing home teenage mutant ninja turtles 4 turtles in time and 
I had a mark on the carpet. I was not allowed to sit closer to the TV than this mark. <laughs> oh, your parents did that to you too? My parents there had was, tape. We it tape. was duct tape, silver duct tape oh on the goodness. floor and an X. Tape. You're not allowed to sit closer than that TV. And I remember them taking it home and I sat there and it probably was... I mean, I played games before this, but this was probably the first game I beaten was oh, Turtles wow. in Time. Because I just sat there and I played it, and I, it's probably the game I've beaten the most. Um, they tried to re-release it back when the Xbox 360 was doing Xbox. Well, you know it's on the Cal Bunker collection. We know that it's on the Cal Bunker collection. You have I know. It, it's in that stack behind you, I'm sure. I do not have the Cal Bunker collection. It's on my list of games to get. So, because the Cal so, collection, what's wild about that is the Cal collection has the arcade version of TMNT4, which, oh, has which isn't as good as the Super Nintendo version. I'm sorry. I mean, all right, I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> How do I play him <laughs> off? Um, uh, no, the arcade version is the definitive. The arcade version is the definitive version of Turtles Four, Turtles Time. We can fight this out later. Um, either you know what? There is there is no bad version of TMNT Four. It is the definitive arcade brawler. Shredder's Revenge also great. Um, I want to talk about one last one, and it's one. The reason it missed all of our lists is because it just came out very recently. I was sent a copy from Two K Games, um, and that is Midnight Suns, which is a game that we that again another roller coaster of emotion. Because Amanda listened to me being like, "I'm really excited about this game, but it's definitely going to be rated M because it's a Firaxis strategy game with freaking Blade and Ghost Rider in it." And you know what? What I got was a Firaxis strategy game with card-based combat, some of my favorite Marvel superheroes of all time, and you're building relationships with different characters, including people of the opposite gender, and you're not it's, trying to sleep with them. It's Persona, yeah, but it's Marvel, and it's also kind of XCOM, and I haven't played it yet, but I keep watching all of the people around me so. playing it. Because I'm playing a lot of Redacted right now. Like three different kinds of Redacted. I'm oh my word. Wait. Oh, so I tired. love when Redacted happens in Redacted. Right? It's so good. Um, for for it's legal purposes, he doesn't know what the actual Redacted is. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All he knows is the word Redacted. Yeah. It's, it's just a psychic conversation here. John and I have this relationship. It's fine. Yeah. I just want to listen for legal purposes. I'm just trying to cover everything. However, mm-hmm. uh, Midnight Suns is absolutely taking the persona and you know the, the relationship building stuff that's very like, um, you know, very Dragon Age, very like building relationships, conversations, but platonic. But not not with sexy time. But there's it's just yeah. elite. Considering you're like hanging out with like some of the most like powerful and attractive people on the planet, like it's not at all horny, which is really weird to me, but also like really cool. Strange. Like you're just hanging out with Captain Marvel, like in bathing suits by the pool, just chilling, and it's just like Total hangout time. Hi, Viv. Viv scared the crap out of me. Oh, my God. She numbed you. I got punched in the jaw. That is also one of my favorite um, Amanda faces is her look of surprise and fear when people come up and surprise her in her office. It's really only Vivian that does it, though. But Vivi got her blue belt today in Taekwondo. Yay, blue belt. All right. I love you. Sleep good. Bye. Smooch. See you in the morning, Tiny. So, Maybe. yeah, man, Midnight Suns, that, the only, honestly, if this came out in, like, June, 
I, I feel like this would have been here, would have been in contention with Horizon. I haven't played enough of it. Um, you know, I probably got about like 10, 15 hours in. I just unlocked Spider-Man. Um, like that's how not far into this I am. And you know what? It is so good. It is so cool. The card-based combat is really better than it has any right to be. Um, Deadpool's in the DLC. <laughs> you know, like this is just um so yeah. So d- listen, now that we, this year was really good, guys. 2022, um, in the rearview mirror, um, one of my favorite years of games, especially, you know, one of my favorite years of games that EFG has covered, which Looking forward to next year. I don't know if the the other four of you know, but next year is EFG's tenth anniversary. I can't wow. ten years. In I June, cannot. EFG yeah. will be have going on for ten years, um, which is so. It is um, Amanda just is not even sure how to process. She's it. broken. Yeah. Um, well, I'm that's not, crazy. Yeah, you know what's it? also crazy, Stephen? You and I have been working together for five years. Then, yeah, it's been, yeah. we've been doing this a long time, man. We've been, this is a long time. We've been. Time is a flat circle. Yeah, time is mm. a flat circle. So um, we're next year is going to be a big whole bunch of celebrations. We have a magazine now. We have, you know, like we are, we, this, this, what's great about this is this year had a lot of really great games, both video games and board games, lots of great experiences. But not only did the podcast have, you know, we had like a little brief hiatus this summer, which I think we all needed. Um, but we came back and um, stronger than ever with a more defined format, um, you know, a better cast. I do want to say Jeff and I are figuring out, going to figure out a way to get him back on here more often, if not forever. Um, so we're going to be back I mean, next year. Listen, I would love to be a member of this podcast. Well, then yeah. I mean, as long as your wife will let you, then we're good. So we're so I mean, bring it on in the new year. Um, we got a magazine. We got all sorts of crazy stuff, and next year, like I said, it's our ten-year anniversary. I'm super excited to see what we have up our sleeves Incredible. for that. So, everybody, um, guys, we help party hats. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, party hats. What do you? God, um, of course, we're gonna have party hats. Um, so, and it's gonna be right around Street Fighter Six's release date. So maybe, oh really? Maybe, um, I'll do some Street Fighter related stuff to celebrate the tenth year, ten-year anniversary of DFG. Maybe Amanda and I will do Street Fighter related stuff. Uh, or something like that. Who knows? We will figure it out. Everybody that is watching, I hope. Thank you very much for watching. I know Mega Mom is still out there. Thank you very much. I'm sure Season of the Sea Witch is out there as well. Maybe she's, maybe she's gone to sleep. I don't know. <coughs> it is late. Um, everybody, I hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording, which is a whole lot. We're setting the bar real high um, because we do really enjoy this. Um, we'll be back in the new year. Um, I hope everybody has a good holiday season. Um, if you are a parent, John, give them a reminder. What is the reminder? You do not forget do- to open up any console that you've bought for Christmas or the holidays. And number two, don't forget to also open up the software and update any games. There may be day one patches and you don't want to, you know, the kids opening it up, popping in that game and then have to wait an hour and a half for the download. And, yeah, just it's just pulling teeth. And I don't have many left. So yep. Listen, so um, <laughs> the, literally, it is a, for most of the consoles now, it's actually a lot easier. On the PS3, Xbox 360 era, it was a lot. There was a whole bunch of stuff to do. If you just connect it to the Wi-Fi and let them do their system updates, 
it'll take a little while, but chef kiss, it will be much better. Trust me. Absolutely. You'll have a much more pleasant Christmas morning. So everybody, I hope you have a pleasant Christmas morning. We will see everybody back in the new year. We'll be announcing all over our socials when we will be coming back. And until next time, we hope that you have a great day and don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. 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 Bye, everybody. Family Gaming Podcast is Android Sock Hop by Kevin McLeod, an audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.